Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I know you guys are probably looking like, girl, it is late night. Why is this episode so late? I know some of you guys are probably waiting with your journals and don't worry guys like it's for a good reason so you guys know how I normally do my episodes I wake up and I sit in the presence of God I pray he gives me a word I come on here I spit a little one two for y'all drop some bars (laughs) that the Lord drops into my spirit and then that's that but I'm sure you guys know everything that's going on right now Um, with the police brutality along with the pandemic that we're currently in so for today's podcast like I was I just been in deep thought all day um some of you know that I also launched a collection today the curse breaker collection and God is so intentional with everything um he makes all things work together for our good but when it comes to purpose he makes your purpose connects with everything that he calls you to and it's so amazing how he made everything play together because my collection which is on my website now the christianbay.com is called the curse breaker and that's just because that's the calling that's on my life for my family and just different situations that I've been through and with him with me launching that today at 6 p.m and me also being in deep thought about this episode I was like you know what I'm just going to record the episode after I get out the shower because if y'all faithful, loyal listeners, y'all know that God speaks to me the most, the loudest, the clearest when I'm in the shower. So I didn't want to record this episode until after I got out the shower just because um, I felt like my mind was in two different places and I just wanted God to bring it together and make it make sense. And what I mean by that is it's a lot going on with police brutality and yesterday Um, God led me to fast from social media before launching my collection and I did that and when I got back on today there were so many new videos so many new posts so much happening the kids being snatched out of the car in Atlanta um, a girl being pushed down here in Florida so it was just like a lot when I got back on today and I say my my head was in two different spaces because in one sense I'm at peace And I'm at peace because I'm handling this battle how I handle every other battle. When, When I'm facing things in life, I control my feelings and I try to keep my faith over it. Now, at the end of the day, I'm human. And sometimes it's easier than other times. But that's how I try to keep myself trained. That's how I try to live is by focusing on faith and knowing that vengeance belongs to the Lord and knowing that God's word says that all things work together for our good and that God is going to defend me. God is going to fight my right. God is going to cover my family. So there's that side of my brain, but then seeing everything on social media, I can't help but feel these feelings that I'm feeling. And my brain was in two parts at the same time as well, because 
I, I'm a black woman, you know, black lives matter. I'm a black woman and I have black family members. I have black brothers. So I'm constantly praying for them. And it's all of this police brutality. And if you guys listen to my previous episodes, you know that I have family members that are police and um, U.S. Marshals. So my family is the feds and people are rioting and throwing things at the police. So for me, I, I, I'm getting it on both sides, y'all. Like... I'm like, dang, like my black people, like, I don't like this. But then I'm also worried. Well, I wouldn't even say worried. That's where that's where the two sides come from, because it's like my my uncle is an officer and he's working, you know, he's working. So I'm constantly praying over him. So that's what I mean by two sides, because it's like I'm not worried because I'm at peace because of my prayers. But then I still feel what I feel because of everything that's going on. I I hope that makes sense to y'all. So that's where my head been at today, like just trying to make sure I'm constantly praying over my brothers and praying over my uncle and my auntie who's out working right now during all of this happening. And I was just like, God, I'm just going to record the episode when I get out the shower because... I need you to bring this all together. Like what's happening right now? What do you want me to say? Because I don't want to just get up and do another podcast episode. Like there's nothing happening because there's a lot happening right now. So I didn't want to just get on here. Like everything was normal, you know? So that's why today's episode is a little later because those were all of the thoughts that were going through my head as well as launching the collection. And I was just like, when I get out the shower from spending time with God, I'm going to record and we're going to dive right in. So God poured into me when I was in the shower, y'all. So grab your journals. So as I stated, I launched my collection today, the Curse Breaker Collection. And I kind of went on a mini rant on my Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore about what it takes or a small part of what it takes to be a curse breaker. And that was flowing through my mind today as well. So when God brought it all together for this episode, what he made me realize is that this is a curse breaking season. I remember in a few episodes back, I said that normal isn't normal anymore. After COVID-19, nothing will be the same. It's a shift happening. Everything is changing. So with that being said, there are some curses and there are some chains that we've been trapped into that is currently being broken right now as we speak. And God is so intentional. He brought it all together because When I went on my rant earlier today about being a curse breaker, I said, um, you have to be okay with being misunderstood and you have to understand that people will not always understand your moves and understand how you're moving differently because if they understood it or if they were able to do it, they would have been the one to break the curse. So I was thinking about that with the collection and when it came to what's going on right now with the police brutality god brought it all together because the fact of the matter is in order to be a curse breaker you have to confront the curse it it has to get messy there has to be a lot going on and people from a distance people from the outside they don't understand it they can't quite wrap, wrap their mind around it it's different to them it doesn't make sense to them because they aren't the ones that's called to break the curse So when I was in the shower and I'm thinking about all of this and God is downloading this into me, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I understand that you have to confront some things and it looks messy from the outside, but God, they're beating on people. They're killing people. And God made me realize, do you not see that that's common when it comes to be, when it comes to being chosen by God, beating on, being killed by, 
that's what comes with being chosen. Did we not forget that Jesus died on the cross for us? And then when he began to download more into me, he made me think of the story of Joseph. So I got out the shower and I ran to my Bible to begin to take notes. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be coming from the book of Genesis chapter 37. And I started reading. I read the whole chapter, honestly, because that's the story of Joseph. And that's what God placed on my heart in the shower. And when I was in the shower, he made me remember how Joseph was the chosen one out of all of his brothers. Yet with him being chosen, he was also the one that was thrown into a pit. He was also the one that his brothers lied and said that he was killed. He was also the one that was sold. And then once he was sold, he began to work in the palace. And then the wife lied on him. Joseph was the chosen one, but Joseph was the one that went through the most hell. So when I was in the shower and I'm thinking about being a curse breaker and I'm thinking about like, yeah, I done been through some stuff. Like, and I, I was thinking about, cause remember earlier, I was just thinking about me being a curse breaker and my collection. This is before God merged it together. So when I was going on that rant, I was just thinking about how, when you're a curse breaker and God calls you, he, he calls you to go through a lot of different trials and tribulations because that's his way of showing his power in your life. God can never show his power if you never have a problem. So the people that he calls, the people that he chooses, they have more problems than others because he's showing more power in their life than others. You're my chosen people. I show my power through you. I show my anointing through you. So I'm going to allow you to go through more trials and tribulations because I know people are watching you. And when it comes to us, I was thinking earlier like, dang, but when we go through these trials and tribulations, you have people watching, you have people in their opinions and they have stuff to say and sometimes when you're chosen by God and when you're living for God and when you're speaking about your faith people begin to doubt you and what you're saying because of the things that you're going through and God was saying to me and reminding me that I want them to doubt you because the same people that doubt you will see the table that I prepare for you in their presence that's why my word says I will prepare a table in front of your enemies but if you never have enemies who is going to see my glory we think that enemies are just people who are out to harm us but enemies are also people who doubt the power of God in our life people who doubt our faith people who see us go through trials and tribulations and talk about us and get negative and mm, she going through that but she claims she a woman of God she claimed God do this and that but she ain't got this this and that those are also enemies that God will prepare a table in front of so when I was thinking about being a curse breaker and how much baggage it comes with how much backlash it comes with God was reminding me that yes my curse breakers have to go through this because this is when I show up best in your weakest I'm strongest so I keep you weak and I keep them talking because when I show up they're gonna talk even more sorry if it's back and forth y'all but this is how my mind was today before God brought it all together so that was earlier today when I was thinking about what it is to be a curse breaker and how you have to let the opinions of others roll off your shoulder. You have to have tough skin to be a curse breaker because if you allow the opinions of others and what people have to say to get to you, it'll make you doubt your own faith. Like, dang God, why didn't you let me graduate in 2015 when the rest of my classmates graduate? If I would have listened to the opinions of others and worried about how it looked to others, I would have never found my purpose in Virginia. Even though I 
graduated three years later, I left with purpose to help other people find their purpose. It's people with degrees that's not even walking in what they got their degree in and they had to come to me to get clarity for what they're really supposed to be doing. So though it seemed like I was delayed, I was really walking into my destiny. So though I had people talking about me, though I had people stating their opinions on me, good thing I rely on God and my strength and my identity is founded in God because through pushing through that, I broke a curse and I showed that just because you finished first don't mean you finished right. So when it comes to being a curse breaker, there's some backlash that comes with it. And there's tough skin that you have to have. And there's a tunnel vision that you have to have. And there will be seasons in your life where you don't understand what's happening. And you just have to know that, God, this is what you told me to do. And I hear what people saying. And I see the circumstances because the circumstances will also try to make you doubt what God said. So, God, I hear what they saying. And I see the circumstances. I see the chaos that's going on around me. But I have to keep my focus on you because even when I I don't understand it in the now I trust your plan for my future so that was where my mind was when I was thinking about the curse breaker and what it means to be a curse breaker before launching my collection and then when I got in the shower God showed me that Joseph experienced all of this Joseph had the dream first God will let you know when you're called by him God will let you know when you're chosen by him he gonna let you know from the beginning because when he lets you know from the beginning when you start experiencing those trials and tribulations you already know the word that you got you already know what you're supposed to stand on God you gave me this promise so even though it seems like everything around me is falling apart you gave me a promise that I gotta stand on and the Bible is full of promises God says he will never leave or forsake us God says we are the head and not the tail God says the vengeance is his God says that he is a just God so when it comes to us when it comes to being black we got a word from the beginning but this pandemic but this police brutality, but the season that we're in right now is trying to make us question the word of God. It's trying to make us question God. Are you here? God, is your word still true? Does your power, does your presence still exist? Because what the people are saying, it, it doesn't support what you said. In my circumstances, it doesn't look like what you said. What's happening on the news doesn't look like what you said. So God, where are you? But that comes with being a curse breaker. So when God led me to read the book of Joseph in Genesis 37, I read it and I underlined some things. And the things that stood out to me were that, like I said, Joseph got his dream first. The dream came and then that's when he told his brothers about the dream and that's when they didn't like him. And he told his father about the dream. And his father was curious. And then we fast forward to Genesis 37 verse 18. It says when Joseph saw his brothers, as he approached, they made plans to kill him. And it's, it's like I talked about earlier that being killed it, it in this was another thing because I didn't want to get on here and sound insensitive because I don't think being killed is just something lightly, you know, like. I feel the pain of those families because that could easily be my brother. That could easily be my cousin. That could easily be a friend of mine. So even though I'm saying that comes with being called or chosen by God, it still comes. That's a heavy weight. When Jesus did it, that's heavy. Even thinking about the way that he had to die for us. So I pray that if you're listening, please know that I'm not saying that this is light or yeah, just brush it. I'm not saying that at all because that's, I'm not saying that at all. Like, I don't even have no other words. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that 
if we're viewing the way that God moves, this has happened before. So it says that as he approached, as Joseph approached his brothers, they made plans to kill him. Here comes the dreamer. They said they mocked the word of God. They mocked what God said. This that's what's happening in our time right now. God said he will never leave or forsake us. God said that he's our father. We're his children. But where your daddy at now with all of this police brutality going on and all of this corrupt um, judgments and decisions by these police officers happening and people are dying. Where is your daddy now? If we put what's happening right now, it would say, here comes the chosen ones. Here comes the curse breakers that's, go- that's currently going through hell. Yeah, here comes the curse breaker that can't even finish what she started. Here come the curse breaker that's in debt. Here comes the curse breaker that don't have enough to cover her bills. Here comes the curse breaker that just ended another relationship. Here comes the curse breaker. That's what they will be saying. So they said, here comes the dreamer. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has beaten him. Then I skip down to verse 22 where it says, why should we shed any blood? Let's just throw him into this empty cistern here in the wilderness. And I circled the word wilderness because from the beginning of this season that we're currently in, it's felt like a wilderness. The pandemic felt like a wilderness. Us being closed in felt like a wilderness. And if you listen to a couple of episodes back, I said that God allowed us to be in that season because he wanted us to tap into his presence. In the wilderness is where you build your relationship with God. That's where God molds you and trains you and prepares you for who he has called you to be. That happens in the wilderness. Everybody thinks that that happens in the spotlight or in the palace. But baby, if you on stage getting prepared, the crowd is booing you got to be prepared off the stage behind the curtains so God calls us into wilderness seasons to prepare us for what he's called us to so it says that they said let's throw him here in the wilderness even though he had a word from God God had spoken a word yet he was still in a wilderness just like we're still in a wilderness but that does not change the word of God the wilderness is where God's word is tested the most but what does God's word also say I'm strongest when you're weakest so he loves when we're in the wilderness because that gives him an opportunity to show up and show out i just want y'all to know like this all of my episodes are 100 authentic because y'all know i don't edit them but this one i didn't even take any notes it's just coming out as it is i i don't even know what's the title of this episode gonna be but we just gonna keep letting god do his thing okay um so as i continue to read it says reuben was secretly planning to rescue joseph and return him to his father and when i read this before recording i thought of reuben as being equivalent to the the police the police are supposed to be people that rescue us the police are supposed to be people that cover us so it says that reuben had planned to secretly return um, to Joseph and rescue him and return him to his father. But then when you continue to read, it says that by the time Reuben came back, they had already sold Joseph to, um, they had already sold Joseph to the, the Mennonite traders who were going to Egypt. So the person that was supposed to come back and save him didn't make it in time. The person that claimed they had a plan to rescue him fell short. And when I read that, I was like, oh, I see what we're doing here because the police, the people who sworn in to protect us, to cover us, they fallen short. Not only are they falling short, they falling out because they're doing the exact thing that they're supposed to be protecting us from. They're harming us. They're causing danger. They have something called disturbing the peace. They are the destruction. They are the destruction. 
Make it make sense. So when I read this, I said, okay, so Reuben is supposed to be like the police who secretly plan to rescue us, but don't do it in enough time or they become a part of the problem because Reuben knew what the brothers was doing from the beginning. So if you really wanted to save him, you could have stopped them then. You could have went and got his daddy and told his daddy what they had planned. So his daddy could have came and saved him. So even though you claim you secretly planning to rescue him, are you? Are you planning to rescue him? Or are you just talking and saying what sounds good? As I continue to read, I got to verse 30. Well, I got to verse 29 where it talks about how Reuben returned to get Joseph out of out of where they threw him. And when he discovered that Joseph was missing, he tore his clothes and grieved. Then he went to the brothers and said, the boy is gone. What will I do now? Verse 31 says, then the brothers killed a young goat and dipped Joseph's robes in its blood. Joseph's robe was what his father gave him because he was the chosen one. So he had a robe. They, they took the thing that made him chosen. Not only did they take the word and use it against him, but they tried to take the thing that made him chosen and use that as a symbol of his blood, as a symbol of his death, as a symbol of how not valuable he was. It continues and say they took the robe that they dipped in blood to pretend like he was killed by an animal. And they sent it to the father with the message that says, look at what we found. Doesn't this robe belong to your son? The father recognized it immediately. Yes, he said, it is my son's robe. A wild animal must have eaten it. Joseph has clearly been torn to pieces. And it was funny to me, one, because Reuben, you had got there and you saw how they tampered with the evidence. Oh, would you look at there? You saw, you witnessed how they tampered with the evidence, Reuben, but I thought you were sent here to rescue him. I thought you were planning on saving him, yet you stood in the presence of someone who created and tampered with false evidence to make it look like or to change the narrative to what they wanted it to be. Doesn't that sound familiar? Mm. As I continue to read, I realized that Reuben was a direct example of the police, especially in the case with the tampered false evidence. And then I also realized that the father, when it says the father recognized it, yes, he said, it is my son's robe. A wild animal must have eaten him. Joseph has clearly been torn to pieces. You didn't even try to go see. You didn't even try to go help. You just took the words of your of your officer. I mean, your Reuben. You took what Reuben said and the evidence that you saw in front of you and you considered that bond. You considered that goal. It's written in stone now because I see it and y'all said it. So this is what it is. And I realized that the father was equivalent to the system. The father is equivalent to the judges that our black people stand in the presence of. You just take whatever Reuben said and whatever evidence they bring you and you think that this is it. So as I read this and as God spoke to my spirit and I realized how he caused all of this to tie into each other. The curse breaker, the curse breaker collection, the experiences that you go through as a curse breaker, what's happening right now with police brutality. God really brought all of my thoughts into one. And guys, like, I pray that you got, like, give me feedback, please, y'all. Like, let me know if y'all feel this word. Let me know if it's speaking to you because I'm just amazed at how he took all of my thoughts from today and showed me this is what's happening. This is what it is. Because after I read this and all of those things that I just shared with you guys, how Reuben is like the police and the false evidence that the system, I mean, the father just took with and believed off rip. After I read all that, I was just like, okay, so you showed me 
you showed me what it is. I, I see it in the Bible, how it's happening. But what where, where does it end? What does the end look like? So as I continue to read, I got to the last verse in chapter 37, Genesis 37, verse 36. And it says, meanwhile, the Mennonite traders arrived in Egypt where they sold Joseph to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar was captain of the palace guard. And what God and I I circled the word palace and what God let me know is that's where the peace of peace that I've been feeling the peace that because I I actually was kind of feeling kind of bad earlier about how much peace I have because it's just like I'm not trying to be insensitive to everything that's going on but my faith just won't let me sink into depression my faith just won't let me sink into worry it's just something in me that's letting me know that god is still in control of everything that god is still in in charge of this that god is still the one that decides what goes and what does not so even though i feel the feels and i want to be able to empathize with my people there's a peace in me that i really can't explain And verse 36, let me know where that peace came from and why that peace must stay. And I pray that this podcast transfers that peace to you. When I read verse 36, it says, meanwhile, the traders arrived in Egypt where they sold Joseph to Potiphar. Potiphar was captain of the palace guard. And what that showed me was even though the brothers tried to steal the word of Joseph and make a fool out of him with it, even though they plotted to kill him, even though Reuben, the police that was supposed to protect and rescue him, didn't show up, even though they tampered with evidence and dipped his jacket in blood to make it seem like he was eaten by a wild animal, even though the father, the system that was supposed to cover him, if the police didn't, the system should have, the father should have, even though the system failed, And went with whatever evidence the police brought, even though all of that happened to go against the word of God, to make it seem like the word of God was void and could not stand in the end. Joseph was placed with Potiphar, who was the captain of the palace guard, the palace. And it may it may seem like maybe maybe it's not hitting y'all how it hit me, but the way it hit me is it let me know that. In the end, God's word says that all things work together for our good. And like I said, when it comes to being a curse breaker, because this generation right now, we're making history. We are curse breakers. Our generation right now, this people in this moment, we are history. They're going to talk about us years from now when we're long gone. They're going to be talking about the millennials. They're going to be talking about us. So even though there's so many things that are happening, that's trying to stop the word of God, that's trying to stop the destiny and the legacy that God has placed on our life. Verse 36 lets us know that even with all of the tampered evidence and the planning to kill and the backstabbing and the not showing up when you should have showed up and the system failing, even in the midst of all of that, God's word still stand. God's favor is still on our life. God is still going to move in a way that's going to shift everything for our good. You have to believe that this is a we've been constantly. I've been talking to you guys about your faith being tested. The pandemic was just the preview. We didn't even know this was coming. And that was God training us and warming us up. Okay, I'm teaching you how to have faith with me in this in your finances, because when it comes to your life, 
when it comes to your brother's life, when it comes to your dad's life, I need you to have a little bit of experience with relying on me. So the finances with the pandemic and the being shut in, that was just a preview. That was just a tester. I was training you backstage on how to have faith and how to rely on me. I made a way for you through the pandemic. I made funds come out of nowhere. I made resources, doors be open that you didn't even know could be open so that you could be sustained within this pandemic. And now we're on to a bigger test, but I don't need you to forget what I taught you in the last test because that was the warm up. But now this is the next level. Where does your faith stand? Or did you forget how God made a way through the pandemic? Because you see how now the pandemic isn't such a big deal anymore because now we face with the new Goliath. And all God wants us to see is that regardless of what mountain, what Goliath you face, I'm the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So know that with planning, with being thrown into a pit, with false evidence, with the police not doing their job, with the system failing you. I need you to know what you know and stand on what you stand, even when the words that you hear and around you in the circumstances, let's go back to the beginning. Even when the words and the circumstances don't look like it, I need you to know that God is and will still be in control and be in charge. Because what we're experiencing This just comes with being a curse breaker. We had to face this curse because our great grandparents couldn't defeat it. But it got the right one now. We spiritual beasts. Let's get it. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, I want to thank you for blessing us with another day, Father God. And I want to thank you for this fresh word that you dropped into my spirit, Father God. I pray that you drop a title too, because I still don't know what you want it to be titled, Father God. But I thank you for breaking this down, Father God, and bringing all of my thoughts together, Father God, and allowing me to see how you are still in control, Father God. You are still in charge, Father God, and allowing me to spread a word of positivity in such a time of grief, in such a time of depression and such a time of hopelessness and worry father god we still reach to find your presence father god we reach to find your light father god because we can't allow our circumstances or the things of this world make us forget that it's spiritual that we are spiritual beings and that even when we're in the face of our own personal problems we know that the best way to fight our our battles is in your presence is on our knees father god so i pray that my listeners don't forget that the best thing that you can do is get on your knees and pray on a god that sits high and looks low father god you can shift systems in ways that we never could you can change hearts in ways that we can only imagine about father god you can cause things to move father god with just our prayers so never let us forget that the most powerful thing is right in our mouth father god we speak life did we forget father god we speak life we speak shifting we speak the way that things are gonna be father god so remind us of the power of our tongue remind us that you listen and you hear our cries and you hear our prayers father god and that we have the authority and the power to dispatch angels father god and cause a change once and for all father god you've called us for such a time as this and we thank you for that father god i also come before 
before you, Father God. And I ask that you allow your presence to surround the people who have lost family members during this time, Father God. The families that are dealing with the court system, Father God. The families that are dealing with cases against the police, Father God. I pray that you comfort them. I pray that you remind them that even in circumstances that seem like it's working for their back, you are still moving on the back end. You moving even when we can't see it, Father God. You are moving, Father God. So right now, I just pray more than anything that those who faith is wavering, I pray that you make your presence known to them, Father God. Give them grace. Allow them to see you in a way that they've never seen you before. Give them an encounter that changes the way that they view life forever, Father God. Fill every person listening to this podcast with hope. I ask that you surround every black man, Father God, with your angels, Father God. And I also ask that you cover people who are not black, Father God. I ask that you cover all lives, Father God. I ask that you bring peace to your world, Father God. I ask that you remind us that with prayer, things can change, Father God. I ask that you continue to make your presence known. That's what I want most. I can't, I keep saying it. It's it's nothing else that's coming out. It's nothing else that I can ask for. I can ask for many different things in a judicial system, but I know that if your presence enter a room, I know that if your presence is in the courtroom, I know that if your presence is in the jail, everything must shift, not just the thing that I ask for, but all things. So Father God, above all, I pray for your presence here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. I pray peace over you guys. If you're feeling sad, if you're feeling depressed, don't, don't, um, sorry, y'all. Don't, my, I'm losing my throat. Don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram. I will respond to your DM. I'm praying for you guys constantly. And like I prayed, I pray that you have a supernatural encounter with God that changes you and gives you a faith that overflows into the lives of everyone around you. I love you guys. And I will talk to you guys on next Monday. Go to thechristianbay.com and support my ministry, support my business and buy a piece of merch because Christian Bays, it is our time to show that God is still present to be that light in a such a dark season okay i love you guys talk to you next week follow me on instagram i just put up a new youtube so go check it out entrepreneur vlog bye guys